0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاه والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فاما بعد فقال تعالى يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتقوا اللَّهَ حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون وقال يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما وقال نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه واله وصحبه ان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله بداع دلال My dear respected brothers, sisters, elders, I remind you and I remind myself that the only thing that matters in this world and the next. Is whether we have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala or not. Taqwa is not fear of Allah. Taqwa is fear of offending the one that we love the most. The more we love Allah. The more taqwa will increase. And the reason why that is important is because a day will come. When we will be brought to the masjid. For others to pray over us. Salatul janaza. Today, alhamdulillah, after this salah, we are going to pray salatul janaza for our sister Darwisa Kathika rahmatullah alayha. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalaluhu to grant her jannatul firdausul ala bi ghairi hisab. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to save her from the azab of the qabr to fill her qabr with noor. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise her with the shuhada wa salihin wa nabiyyin. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to raise her and give her the shade of his arsh on the day when there is no shade. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep her family with her and we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant her family summer. This day will come for every single one of us without exception whether we like it or not whether we accept it or not whether we agree or not this day will come taqwa is to prepare for this day Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in his kalam in surah bani israel surah al-isra the first ayah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Subhanahu wa من المسجد الحرام إلى المسجد wa إلى المسجد ta'ala الذي ta'ala wa ta'ala من آياتنا wa هو wa البصير Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said glorified and exalted is he. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala above all the evil they associate with him. Who took his slave Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wa alihi wa, wa sallam, On a journey by night from al-masjid al-haram in Mecca to Masjid al-Aqsa in Jerusalem. The neighborhood of which, the surrounding of which, barakna hawlahu the surroundings of which allah said we have blessed li nurihu min ayatina in order that we might show him sallallahu alaihi wasallam our ayat our signs innahu huwas sami al basir he jalla جل jalaluhu is the all hearer and the all seer narrated Malik bin sa'sa radiAllahu anhu Rasulullah ﷺ said, While I was at the Kaaba and I was sleeping in the Mataf, and I was in a state between sleeping and awakening, between two people. On one side of him was Hamza bin Abdul Muttalib, and on the other side of him was Ja'far bin Abi Talib. Nabi said, An angel came and he recognized me. And a golden tray full of wisdom and belief was brought to me. And my body was cut open from the throat to the lower part of the abdomen. And then my abdomen was washed with Zamzam water. And my heart was filled with wisdom and belief. Al Buraq, a white animal, smaller than a mule and bigger than a donkey was brought to me and I set out with Jibreel alayhi salam when I reached the nearest heaven Jibreel alayhi salam said to the gatekeeper open the gate the gatekeeper said who is it and Jibreel alayhi salam said Jibreel the gatekeeper said who is with you Jibreel alayhi salam said Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam the gatekeeper said has he been called Jibreel alayhi salam said yes and then the gatekeeper said, He is welcomed. What a wonderful visit is his. And then Rasulullah said, I met Adam alayhi salam. I greeted him and he said, Welcome, O son and a prophet. And then Rasul said, We went to the second heaven, and the same conversation happened. And in the second heaven, he said, I met Isa a. and Yahya. A. And they said, You are welcome, O brother. And a prophet. And then they went to the third heaven and the same question and answer happened. And there Rasulullah ﷺ said, I met Yusuf a. and I greeted him and he replied, You are welcome, O brother and a prophet. And then we ascended to the fourth heaven and again the same questions and answers were exchanged as in the previous heavens. And there Rasulullah ﷺ said, I met Idris a. and I greeted him and he said, You are welcome. O Brother and Prophet. And then we ascended to the fifth heaven, and again the same questions and answers were exchanged. And there he said, I met Harun alayhi salam, and he said, You are welcome, O brother and a prophet. And then we ascended to the sixth heaven, and again the same questions and answers were exchanged, and there he said, I met and greeted Musa, who said, You are welcome, O brother and a prophet. When I proceeded on, he said, Musa alayhi salam started to weep. And I asked him, why are you weeping? And he said, O Rab, followers of this youth who were sent after me will enter Jannah in greater number than my followers. We ask Allah to make us among them, inshallah. Then Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi salam said, we ascended to the seventh heaven. And again, the same questions and answers were exchanged And there I met and I was greeted by Ibrahim and he said, you are welcome, O son and a prophet. Then I was shown Al-Baytul Ma'mur, which is Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala's house above the house of Allah on this earth, the Kaaba. I asked Ibrahim about it and he said, this is Al-Baytul Ma'mur where 70,000 angels, they come and pray, they make tawaf every day. And when they leave, they never return to it. Every day, it is a new batch of 70,000 angels who come every day. Uh, imagine, Allah gave us the ability to go to the Kaaba any number of times. The Malhaika don't have this. The one who goes once, Khalas, never again. Then he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I was so, I was shown Sidratul Muntaha, which is a tree in the seventh heaven, and I saw its nabak, the fruits, which resembled the clay jugs of Hajar, which is a town in Arabia, and its leaves were like the ears of elephants, and four rivers originated at its root. Two of them were apparent and two were hidden. I asked Jibreel Salam about those rivers, and he said the two ri- hidden rivers are in Jannah, and the visible li- rivers are the Nile and the Euphrates. Then 50 prayers were enjoined on me. And I descended till I met Musa who asked me, What, happened, what have you done? What has happened? And I said, 50 prayers have been enjoined on me. Musa said, I know people better than you. Because I had, a, I had the hardest experience to bring Bani Israel to obedience. Your followers cannot put up with this obligation. So return to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and request Him to reduce... The number of prayers. And then we know this whole hadith to the end where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala eventually reduced it to five. And when he came back sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, to Musa alayhi Salam, Musa alayhi Salam said no even five they can't do. Even five they cannot do. Was huh? Musa alayhi wa Salam right or was he right? Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Wasallam said I feel... I feel very shy... To go back to Allah and ask him to reduce his ni'mah. What is salah? It is the honor of Allah. It is the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us. He said, I'm not going to do that. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalla jalla And he knows this whole thing happening. He knows all of this. And he knows all this is going to happen. And he allowed it to happen. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have decreed my obligation, meaning I have made it five and I have reduced the burden on my slaves, but I will reward them according to my original decree, which is let them pray five and I will give them both fifty. Huh? This is the shahn of the ruler. Of the Malik. Al-Malikul Haqqulladhi La Ilaha Illa Ant. Huwa Rabbul Arshil Kareem. What he gives he doesn't take back. When I first went and prayed in. In uh, Medina. In Majid Nabawi Sharif. In the white carpeted area. Riyadhul Jannah. Which Rasulullah said, this piece between my house and my member is a garden from the gardens of Jannah. I made dua. And I said, Ya Rab, you allowed me into Jannah. And your Nabi said, the one who is allowed into Jannah will never be sent out. And it is your shan, when you give, you don't take back. You allowed me into Jannah. Keep me in Jannah. And I make the same Dua for all of you, Inshallah. When you go to Riyadhul Jannah, make this Dua. Say, Allah, you allowed me inside here. Now keep me here. Meaning, when I meet you, give me Jannah. Because you already gave me Jannah here, in this dunya. So don't send me out. Of course, this is not magic. This also means that we then do the actions of the people of Jannah. You can't make Dua for Jannah and then do the actions of the people of Jahannam. My brothers and sisters, the month of Rajab is most famous for the incident of isra al Miraj. The exact date of this journey is not known. However, all the Mufassirin and the scholars of Islam are, have agreed upon that it took place in the month of Rajab. So what must we do? ...about this momentous event. The event has two aspects. On the one hand, Al-Isra wa al miraj was something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala... ...decreed and bestowed on Rasulullah sallallahu sallam... ...to comfort and honor him at a time when he was grief-stricken... ...and he was sorely tried with hardship upon hardship from the Quraysh. It was a unique honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted... To Rasulullah sallallahu which he didn't grant to any other human being either before or after him. It brought, it brought great relief to him, renewal, resurgence in the spirit of devotion and the da'wa that illuminated the heart of Muhammad sallallahu As the culmination of this elevation Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala granted his messenger sallallahu alayhi the unique gift and honor of salah which is the only hukum of Allah that was given above the heavens everything else came on the earth rasulullah was excited and thrilled and hugely energized and he came with this gift the first person that he mentioned this to was his companion his sah- his uh, sahabia the abyssinian Lady, Umayman, who was his nurse when he was born and was the only person who knew him from the day he was born to the day he died. Who was with him from the day he was born to the day he died. No one else. Umayman. So when he told her this, her response illustrates the second aspect of this miraculous journey. Umayma Aymar anha, she said to him, Ya Rasulullah I believe you, but don't tell anyone else about this. He said, I have iman, I believe you, but do not tell anyone else about it. He replied, but I have been ordered, I have been commanded to tell the people. And that is the second aspect of this miracle, of this mawajidah, which is that it was... And may Allah forgive us, continues to be a huge test for the people in how well they believed in Allah and His Messenger. Two aspects. One, the personal honor and yama on Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself. The second, what does it mean to us? It's a test. Of what? Test of our iman, test of our yaqeen. On Allah, Subhanahu wa Ta'ala, and on His Nabi Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. I will call you how to stop فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم. الحمد لله رب العالمين، والسلام علي شرف محمد ورسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا فما بعد قال تعالى ان الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي يا ايها الذين امنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليما اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال محمد كما صليت على ابراهيم وعلى ال ابراهيم انك حميد مجيد Allahumma ala Muhammad wa ala Ali Muhammad, Ibrahim wa ala Ibrahim When Rasul announced this, Abu Jahl was informed. Somebody went to him and they said, This is what Muhammad was saying that he went on this journey from Makkah to Jerusalem and then from Jerusalem in the heavens and he came back and all this happened in one night. Abu Jahl literally came running. And he said to Rasulullah, he said, Tell me the story. Rasulullah told him the whole story. He said, What you are saying is it true? Rasulullah said, Yes. He said, I am going to bring a lot of people here. Will you say the same story to them or will you change it? Rasulullah said, Sure, I will tell them the same story. Why would I change it? It is the truth. Abu Jai'l thought, well, I got him now. He is going to destroy his own credibility by his own tongue. He came back with a huge crowd. And then he said, yeah, Muhammad, tell the story. And Rasulullah well, told him the story. There were people who mocked him, they laughed, they fell all over themselves, you know. And may Allah protect us, some Muslims were also with them and they apostated, they left Islam. With this story, they left Islam. Because what's going on in their heads? How is it possible? How is it possible? We travel from Mecca to Jerusalem every year in the trading caravans. They used to do that, that was their journey. From When they went to Sham, they went through this. Takes us a month. And the fact that Rasulullah, they asked him questions. They said, describe Masjid al-Aqsa. They knew he had never been there. Describe Masjid al-Aqsa. He he described, what did you see in Aqsa? I, I saw this, I saw this. He literally described spots, places. He told them there is a caravan coming. And they lost the camel and that camel is in such and such a place because i was flying i saw this and he said they had they were carrying water on one of their mounts and i drank from this water they sent a rider to check with those people and those people said yeah we found the cam- we found the camel yes it was there and yes something somebody took some water from this but that didn't convince them. test. Why? How is it possible? This whole operation itself, I can explain to you, not because I am a neurologist or a neurosurgeon or a cardiologist, but through multidimensional theory, using Michio Kaku's book, Hyperspace, how this is possible to be done, not by you and me, don't try it. But from a being who is operating in a different dimension higher from this, how this is entirely possible? That's not the point. That is not the point. The point is not giving a so-called scientific explanation. The point is, do you believe in Allah? If Allah said, I did this, do we believe that because Allah said, He did it. That is the issue. So the test continues. Do we believe in Allah and in His power to do anything? What is the meaning of anything? Anything means anything. Anything means everything I know and everything I do not know. Everything I understand and everything I do not understand. Yes? Do we believe this? It's a test of do we believe in our meeting with Allah? And even more importantly, it is a test of our belief and our allegiance and of honoring the gift and the honor that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave us by making sure that we never ever miss a far salah in our life. That we pray that first salah not as a burden, but as a manifestation of the izzah that Allah gave us to connect with Him Jalla Jalla that is the issue of test of belief while all this was going on somebody went to abubakar siddiq radulan he was not there he was not part of this whole group he was in his house somebody went to him they said you know what your friend is saying he said what are you saying he told him he said this is the story this is what he's saying abubakar siddiq radulan gave an answer which is incidentally the test of the authenticating of a hadith from that day onwards. His answer was, he said, if he said it, I believe. So what is the, what do you need to check? Did he actually say it? If, we are not checking whether, oh he said it, but, you know, it doesn't make sense. I don't understand it. No. Did he say Because may Allah protect us. People have fabricated a hadith. People have, have... Ascribe to Rasulullah sallam things that he never said. Even though one of the authentic hadiths, one of the sahih hadiths of Rasulullah he said, if anyone ascribes to me something that I have not said, he will find his own place in Jahannam. But people have done. And interestingly, on a side note, there is a, one of my teachers and one of my very dear friends, Sheikh Akram Nadvi, who was the head of Islamic studies in Oxford, he wrote a book called al muhaddisat The female narrators and teachers of Hadith. This book is in 50 volume, 5-0. In Arabic. The muqaddimah of that book, the introduction of the book is a separate book of 300 pages and the muqaddimah has been translated into English. It's worth reading. al muhaddisat One of his findings, and in this al muhaddisat the whole story, how they happened, I won't go into all that. But it, this is the short biographies of 9,000, not one or two, 9,000 female scholars and teachers of our hadith, starting from the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, from our mothers, Sayyidah Aisha al-Anha, and so on. Downwards, Ummah Darda, one of the sahabiyats used to teach, and so on. His finding is, that yes, there are a lot of fabricated ahadiths but no woman in the history of Islam ever fabricated a hadith. All the fabricated ahadiths are done by men. No woman ever told a lie about Rasulullah. In fourteen hundred years, no woman ever lied. About the Prophet This is data This is historical Recorded data huh? so, said, If he said it I believe They asked him How can you believe Yes he said it There is there's no doubt about this It's absolutely true He said it But how can you believe it He said this is very simple We believe much more than that He said what is this He said we believe in Allah Have we seen Allah We believe in the Day of Judgment. Have we seen the Day of Judgment? He said, we believe in Jannah and Jahannam. Have we seen Jannah and Jahannam? What is this? He said, if we believe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that He can do whatever He wants, then He can do whatever He wants. Period. What is the argument? What's so difficult to believe this? My brothers and sisters, I remind myself and you, that the gift is salah. Rasul prayed without fail until his last day when he had to be brought to the masjid on his, ins- on his insistence supported by two people. He never left Salah ever for any reason. Today, people celebrate Al-Isravan Miraj, Shab-e-Miraj, daila miraj right? So you have people singing an asheed and this and that, decorating masjid, masajid, Lighting up and and then somebody will have a will do a big uh, khatira and a big vaz and, and eh? all this we do. And then we make a claim. It was on the 27th of Rajab. We, there is no there is no ground for this claim. But what about Salah? First of all, should it be celebrated? Rasulullah never did it. Sahaba never did it. Did it happen? Yes, it happened. But following it, did he say, you know what? On this day this happened, so now we are going to celebrate. Did he say no? So if you are celebrating within courts, with some event, Laylatul Miraj, you are doing something which is not in the Sunnah. What should we celebrate? Rasura celebrated Laylatul Miraj five times a day. That is the celebration. The celebration of Laylatul Miraj, Shabara, Shab Shabi Shab- 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 Miraj. Is to pray our fourth Salah on time. That is the celebration. Allah gave us this honor. We express our shukar, our thanks. By fulfilling that. Now brothers and sisters. There are many hadiths. Emphasizing the importance of uh, Salah. I don't think I need to. Narrate all of them here. They're all in the, in the text of this khutbah anyway. Only one I want to say which is very direct and clear and very hard. Rasulullah ﷺ said. "Al mm-hmm. Rasulullah ﷺ said. Between and this is in Muslim. Jabir r.a narrated. He said, verily, between a man, between us and them, uh, this is from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from, uh, from, not Muslim, from Suran Tirmidhi, and this is Bureyda, he reported, Nabi SAW said, the covenant, the covenant between us and them, which differentiates us, is salah. The one who abandons it, the one who leaves it, has left Islam. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jalaluhu, to help us to appreciate and to make use and to benefit from and to take strength from this beautiful resource that he gave us which is as-salah ربنا وتوفنا مع ربنا أنفسنا وترحمنا من الخاسرين لا إله إلا أنت سبحانك إنا كنا من الظالمين رب امي يا رب بلادي يا عباد الله رحمكم الله ان الله يأمر بالعدل والاحسان وايتاء ذي القربى وينها عن الفحشاء والمنكر والبغي يعزكم لعلكم تذكرون أذكر الله يذكركم وعزوا يستجيب لكم ولذكر الله اكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون في مصابكم